welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host Eric and with me is my amazing co-host Niels. Hello everyone, today we're talking all about visiting Disneyland Paris with persons of reduced mobility and general accessibility. Ooh. Eric recently visited the resort with his family and got loads of insights when it comes to Disney's magical accessibility program. Yeah. But before we get to all that, some nice news. So, construction crews are working non-stop on the Walt Disney Studios Park expansion. Disneyland Paris is currently building Arendelle, aka the Frozen Land. The theme of the second land has not <laughs> yet confirmed, but rumors are pointing to either Lion King or Avatar, or maybe even both. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't mind that. No, me neither. The new single IP lands uh, will unfold uh, around an artificial lake at nightfall. Parkgoers will be able to gather around the new lake for a large-scale nighttime spectacular. Yeah. Oh, one second, one second. Oh. Either I'm about to sneeze or I'm about to blow my nose. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> Maybe we uh, can keep this in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A new central space is also being built around the lake. The space will connect the main boulevard leading to the lake with the new lands. Besides the new Tangled-inspired teacups flat ride, the new table service restaurant will also be built there. The upcoming panoramic restaurant will be located on the edge of the future lake. Parkgoers will be able to enjoy their meal and a front row view of the lake show. Outside Airs was able to access legally required construction plans. The restaurant will span a whopping 2100 square meters and will feature two distinct spaces. Nice size, yeah. <laughs> nice size, yeah. It's pretty big. It's probably like Plaza Gardens, right? I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. probably somewhere around that size. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah, only, yeah. well, design-wise, architectural-wise, but also <laughs> size-wise. Totally, yeah, yeah, except for this one will be table service, right. at least according to the plans, but yeah, who knows how long that will last. <laughs> Maybe it'll turn into a buffet someday. You never know. <laughs> yeah. A bar with a capacity of 75 seats, as well as a dining room with 250 seats. Yeah, good size. Both the bar and dining room will face south. Massive panoramic windows will flood the restaurant with natural light and create unobstructed views of the lake. So that sounds yeah, it's gonna be a great really place. Nice. Yeah, yeah, get a great view of the new land once it's built, and in the evenings, I'm sure they'll charge a nice premium if you want to see the show. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, but this also really feels like a place where I want to go. Yeah, for something like a high tea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like what they yeah. have at the club level rooms, mm -hmm. the afternoon tea, and you can get just some hot drinks and some yeah. cakes and things. So yeah, yeah, some sweets and some small sandwiches, mm -hmm. like the three o'clock, four o'clock. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that will be really nice. But probably lunch and dinner is uh, just all day, <laughs> a whole day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so bar goers entering the restaurant will be welcomed via a reception area and an entrance vestibule. The restaurant will also house dedicated public restrooms. Kind of a trend. Yeah, exactly. Consider Considering Pim Kitchen and Stark Factory. I was thinking yeah. that. <laughs> How to maximize yeah. the budget. Yeah. They were like, let's just all give them just one restroom to use. There's no restaurant exclusive restroom anymore. It's just yeah. part of the land and everybody can use it. Yeah. As long as you can just enter from the restaurant, if you have to go outside, especially when it's table service, then it will feel well, yeah. pretty awkward. I really hope they do that in a proper way. Looking at the plans, it's really hard to read the labels, yeah. but if you look to the right-hand side, there is this long hallway section. 
And I imagine it branches off to either the restaurants being in the back or in the front half of that. Mm -hmm. I would be surprised if there's not a direct connection to the restrooms. It'll probably be something very similar to what we have now in Avengers Campus, where it's just a door in the back Mm -hmm. of the restrooms that's unlabeled and unobstructive where restaurant patrons can go in and out. Something like (laughs) that. Yeah. All of the facades will feature uh, intricate Art Nouveau inspired theming since parkourers can view the restaurant from all angles a dedicated backstage area is not feasible yeah instead a 370 square meter service area will house several back house operations like waste disposal yeah so that's something they need to hide most definitely (laughs) somewhere of course it's nice that they're theming at like 360 degrees so when you're walking around the restaurant yeah it looks great from all angles don't see it yeah yeah really nice the facades will rock a beige color palette in addition, pilaster with faux stone coating, faux stone bases, roofs and domes in an aged copper look will further underline the Art Nouveau look. The domes will also be adorned in cornices, moldings and jewels. So that sounds really magical. And when I'm looking at this concept art... It reads like super it fantasy really, to me. really nice. It, it really feels Efteling to me also. Oh yeah, Efteling. Yeah, totally. The Art Nouveau style, I mean, it's very Paris, so that's fitting. Mm -hmm. It's very decorative, so that's kind of what the fans have been asking for for Walt Disney Studios Park with more intricate theming. Mm -hmm. It feels like everything except for Walt Disney Studios Park (laughs) to me at the moment. But, you know, I'm fine with it. Even if it's a little strange, I think we'll get Mm -hmm. used to it real quick once it's there. Sure, yeah. I'm happy to see some beautiful new styles entering the Walt Disney Studios. I'm totally fine with that. But it's something that we're not used to (laughs) at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Several letters will also be incorporated into the walls enabling fine plants to grow along the facade themed gardens will surround the restaurant integrating it effortlessly in the main boulevard so yeah more green and of course water yeah yeah gorgeous it's really adding what we needed for many many years Totally. I mean, they've already done a really good job with Avengers Campus when it comes to integrating greenery. So I trust them on that front. I think it's going to turn out really gorgeous. Yeah, I think so too. Paved walkways lowered and closer to lake water will enable parkgoers to view the show without hindering the view of diners. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. You don't want to have a blocked view <laughs> and get a really high charge. I think that's generally super important. Yeah. I remember when we were talking about the Arendelle plans that came out a while ago that they also integrated mm-hmm. a multi-plane viewing area by the lake on that yeah. side of the land. So even people with height differences, like shorter people, will have better chances of viewing yeah. the nighttime show than they do in the castle park since everything's just on one plane i noticed that again when we were there for halloween last week where it's just yeah it's for short people it's like really tough to see since it's not really elevated that high that true you can look yep. above a two meter tall dude standing in front of you. So this was a big help. Yeah. And then you have people with umbrellas or with kids on the shoulders. And the biggest yeah, sin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then the view is totally blocked. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it would really help if we have some different uh, levels here. Totally. Yeah. Rumors are currently leaning towards a 2025 opening so uh, yeah we'll have to be patient but uh, yeah it feels like yeah. it's going to take forever <laughs> yeah. i wonder if the restaurant will open before the lake does yeah that's a good question yeah yeah i'm wondering that too yeah if you'll have a beautiful panoramic view of the construction site yeah or something. Mm, maybe not then but we probably need to have first the water and boulevard and then open the restaurant the studios also really needs dining i guess it will open perhaps before the frozen land does though yeah that's possible. So as soon as the lake is there and the boulevard, I think it'll it'll be there. Yeah, and maybe they can already start running an 
evening show. So yeah. that will add more capacity and <laughs> will give the lake an actual function. So that uh, that will be really yeah. nice if we can have that uh, first. Yeah, or at least as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, totally. The only instance I can think of is the restaurant opening up before the lake does is if the tangled flat ride opens up and they need um, some yeah. dining in that area and some mm-hmm. food service and restrooms. Yeah, the restrooms. Yeah, Perhaps we'll see just the restrooms open. Just open the restrooms <laughs> as it doesn't really make sense to sit in such a yeah. panoramic restaurant without a view. Maybe they'll have characters to distract people like yeah. they do Pleasant yeah, Gardens. Ex- exactly, character yeah, dining. Uh, yeah. Where you also don't have a really great panoramic view or everything, but if Mickey comes yeah. by your table, you know, distracts yeah. you from that. And if the restaurant's also as beautiful yeah. and intricate on the inside, like it is on the outside, then yeah, that, I think that'll be... That would be an option. Worth having it open at that point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's move forward to the main topic. So yeah. can you tell us a bit about your latest visit, Eric, to Disneyland Paris? So what made this visit so different from all your previous visits? Yeah, totally. So on our last visit to Disneyland Paris, we visited with two family members who suffer from reduced mobility as well as other long-term illnesses. Standing for extended periods of time, long flights of stairs, and walking fast was just completely out of the question for them. The facility card, which I'll expand upon in a little bit, made the visit possible. The family members who were visiting with us had also never visited a theme park before, which made this trip extremely special. First timer experience, really cool. And then on top of that, a Disney park. Perfect. Yeah, right? (laughs) Let's start with the best. Yeah, (laughs) the caviar of theme parks. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really sure if we've talked about it before on the show, but I have to give major props to Disneyland Paris for being the most accessible, friendly theme park I've ever had the pleasure of visiting in Europe. I'm sure there are other theme parks that offer similar services, but Mm -hmm. Not to the extent that I've seen at Disneyland Paris. It reminds me so much of my time in the States and how accessibility is light years ahead of what we commonly have in, well, I mean, I don't want to speak for all of Europe, but Germany, (laughs) where it's not uncommon to find a flight of stairs before an elevator becomes available or (laughs) an accessible restroom and a public space is locked. So you have to find somebody to ask for the key if there's even an employee around that knows where to get a key. Anyway, Disneyland Paris makes a point of putting as few barriers up as possible. And yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's really great to hear. I totally agree. There are a lot of public spaces where accessibility really is an issue or well, yeah. the thinking behind was not good enough. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Yeah, like the laws are there. Yeah. Like you have to have an accessible restroom. Yeah. You have to have an elevator, but then they mess it up by, you know, not having it available, using it as storage. But, yeah. <laughs> and did you actually have this people check if your plans would work yeah probably not most circumstances probably no so can you you tell us a bit about the access cards and who are these cards for yeah so disneyland paris offers two access cards the priority card is for parkgoers with disabilities so anyone who is officially registered as disabled Mm -hmm. accompanied by a maximum of four people for attractions and two people maximum for shows and parades The priority card grants prioritized access to attractions, shows, Disney character meet and greets, restaurants, and shop registers, although access is not immediate, but you do get on Mm -hmm. fairly fast in most cases. The second is the facility card for parkours with a medically diagnosed long-term illness accompanied by a maximum of four people for attractions only. Unlike the priority card, you do not get quicker access to attractions. Instead, you are put on a so-called waiting list. 
and are given a designated return time. Right. Once you acquire your facility card, you're also given an empty reservations card that cast members at attraction entrances can fill out. A second reservation can only be made once the previous reservation has expired. In the meantime, your party can sit down somewhere and rest for a bit. The facility card was the access card we were working with on the day of our visit. Mm -hmm. It was just the right thing since a portion of the members in our party needed a bit of time to, you know, rest and couldn't handle standing for long periods of time. Lastly, it's worth mentioning that Disneyland Paris brands everything pertaining to accessibility as Magic All. You'll likely spot the Magic All keyword as well as the classic pictogram of a person in a wheelchair several times during your visit. These graphic and typographic solutions act as a guide, and most cast members we encountered were also very well informed. So nice. props as always to the incredible cast members who helped us out a lot. Being first timers with a facility card, we had a lot of questions and they were always able to help us out. Wow. Yeah. But that feels like these cast members are really trained to facilitate this in the most, well, magical way. Yeah, <laughs> totally. But it sounds really good. Uh, yeah. So what was the process of getting a accessibility card like? You can get an accessibility card by either visiting Studio Service in Walt Disney Studios Park, City Hall in Disneyland Park, or the reception or concierge at your on-property Disney hotel. Hmm. You can request your priority card online up to one month before your visit. You can also request it on-site at the locations previously mentioned. You will need to present an original document issued by the government or a medical authority. Please note a medical certificate is not sufficient. Facility cards can't be requested in advance. You have to do it on the day you arrive. Again, also at the locations previously mentioned, you'll also need to present an original medical certificate no older than three months in French or English signed and stamped by a doctor indicating the long-term chronic disease. Since we were visiting the parks with family members who do not have annual passes, we ended up using our privilege tickets for nice. the first time, which was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Apple weather was like only a 20% chance of rain until noon, and we arrived at 10 past noon, and it was pouring buckets. Oh, no. Curse you, Apple weather, and your little dog too. <laughs> <laughs> I hurried through the downpour myself while the rest of our party bunkered down underneath the Disneyland Hotel. Since most of the space is currently being refurbished, Disneyland Paris currently uses the Walt Disney Studios Park ticketing area to handle most of the bureaucracy. The downside to that is that most of it is uncovered, yeah. so <laughs> I got soaked. It turns out there's a dedicated privilege tickets line, which was thankfully clearly marked and luckily enough completely empty so late in the day. Ah. When I arrived at the ticket counter, the cast member behind the glass threw me a pitying look, though. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure I looked a mess, like completely soaked through with my crooked pride-themed mini ears. <laughs> Getting the tickets was mostly a quick and pain-free process. I did have to show my reservation mm -hmm. confirmation. Just a screenshot of the dates and that I had reserved privilege tickets sufficed. Mm -hmm. So there was no QR code or barcode or anything like that that the cast member had to scan. Although I was surprised it wasn't saved in their system like the theme park access reservations are. Yeah, scan and then it's okay. Yeah, or not. <laughs> so I was surprised yeah. they weren't linked to our APs. So be aware that you do need to prove you reserve privilege tickets for that day as well. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and you reserving privilege tickets does not guarantee you access to the park. So you also have to reserve access with your annual pass separately. So you have to have your annual pass day reserved as well as the privilege tickets reserved. So right. lots of reservations to do yeah. <laughs> for a one day visit. <laughs> Thankfully, the rain was starting to fizzle out at this point. So we entered Disneyland Park together and headed straight to City Hall. There was a short line out front, 
After waiting around 10 minutes, we got to the front where a friendly cast member asked us how they could help. After explaining that we were there to pick up a facility card, the cast member checked the medical documentation and sent us in. Please note that the individual receiving the facility card will need to be present for the entire process. Right. That's not the case for the privileged tickets, by the way. You can just send in one family member to pick them all up for your party. It's totally fine. Once we got inside City Hall, the whole process took about five minutes. The cast member helping us took a photo of the person who was getting the facility card and explained that they would always need to be present when entering an attraction. Hmm. I was surprised, but Disneyland Paris actually prints out a hard plastic annual pass-like card for the duration of your trip. Nice. It's a nice keepsake. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not super pretty or anything, but, no, um, but you it's, know, it's something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also surprised that it's hard plastic because there are cheaper ways to do it. <laughs> totally, totally. I thought that I would just get a, like a slip of paper or a receipt or something yeah, i don't know but it's like, like hard that, plastic yeah. <laughs> with photo in addition you also receive a separate paper card where cast members near the attractions entrances can jot down the designated return time overall the process is fine it mm -hmm. could be improved by making it available online for the facility card as well with some sort of digital solution via the disneyland paris app that would have saved some precious time in the parks yeah. and a little bit of a hassle but yeah no i'm really happy with it totally it worked like a dream most of the time the only time it was kind of difficult was like, okay, where do we get our return time? Where do we access the attraction? So mm -hmm. you kind of had to rework a lot of things in your mind. And there is an accessibility map, which does help out a lot. Yeah, it's still, you got to reorient yourself a little bit. If you're used to always just heading to the main entrance and then getting on the attraction, it's not going to work like that. <laughs> no, no, right. Yeah. So what are the limitations of this facility card? Besides not being granted immediate access, which mm -hmm. is completely reasonable capacity-wise, yeah. the biggest limitation is that you can only have one reservation at a time. Right. Again, also completely reasonable in my opinion. Once your paper reservation card fills up, you can head back to City Hall to request a new one as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. That's something that could be approved upon with a digital solution, but overall the facility card does exactly what it needs to do, mm -hmm. at least in our case, which was to avoid standing for long periods of time. Instead of waiting in line for Le Voyage de Pinocchio, you know, Pinocchio's during journey for 30 minutes, we waited sitting down basically the same amount of time and enjoy the ambience nearby. Right. So one funny or I guess I should say crazy <laughs> story that I just remembered happened at the <laughs> new security gates. So one of our family members forgot they had a Swiss army knife in their backpack. <laughs> oops. Yeah, big oops. Disneyland Paris security spotted it like hawks. So big props to them. That definitely made me feel safer knowing that they take their job seriously and it's not just like a, oh, you know, theme park security, whatever. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> the crazy thing is that our family members flew to Paris oh. with that same old backpack, <laughs> meaning that they got through the airport security with that thing. Not only that, the day before our visit to the parks, we went to the Eiffel Tower. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who have never taken the elevator to the top of the Eiffel Tower, you now have to go through an x-ray airport security style check mm -hmm. and um, actually two of those. They x-rayed that bag twice and neither of the security checkpoints spotted the Swiss Army knife. So wow. big props to Disneyland Paris security teams finally finding that knife yeah. <laughs> that's been God knows where. But, <laughs> but, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Airport security, yeah. Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no evil intent on part of our family members. They <laughs> use that Swiss Army knife that has a ball opener and that's, I think, the only thing they've been using it for. But uh, yeah. I guess they just put it in the bag sometime and forgot it was there. So Yeah, and a lot of people have this with them all the time so they don't even think about it yeah, as, yeah. as a weapon no. but yeah good that they spotted it what did they do with the swift army knife yeah they just had to toss it yeah okay it just got thrown in the trash yeah it wasn't a big okay. deal it was a cheap one like five euro or something like ah, that okay you know 
collector's edition, whatever. Don't take exactly. it to the parks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then probably walk back to your hotel or car and yeah. leave it there. That's yeah. the only option. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what was it like riding attractions with this uh, facility cart? Yeah, the attractions and on-ride experience is mostly the same as the conventional ride experience. Mm -hmm. The biggest differences are the queue and boarding experience. Most attractions have a designated Magic All boarding area, which is often accessible via the exit. Right. Be sure to check the accessibility map for the designated Magic All entrance. You can pick up a copy when you pick up your facility card mm -hmm. in French only, which is a major bummer <laughs> as a printout. Alternatively, it's also available in various languages as a PDF online, which is what we did. So they didn't have it in German at least not that I saw, mm -hmm. uh, but they did have it in English. So I just checked on my phone where we should head next. But it's not integrated in the park map in the app. No, just a PDF. Okay. Really low tech right. on that front, but you know, better than nothing. Yeah, I agree. So that's something for the future, maybe. <laughs> Definitely. It would be really nice yeah. to just activate a filter in the map section of the app and yeah. then have the entrances and designated areas marked there. I think that could be implemented fairly simply. So yeah, that'd be great to see yeah. in the future. As you can easily switch on and off attractions yep. and restaurants, shops, and even restrooms and all kinds of other options. So Precisely. Uh, this should be an easy one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In some cases, not using the conventional queue results in a bit of an ambient and story loss. However, I would consider it a compromise and not a complete deal breaker. I'll use Pirates of the Caribbean as a baseline example. We first headed to the attraction entrance to get a designated return time with our facility card. Mm -hmm. It was a 20 minute wait and our reservation was for in 30 minutes. So it was more or less uh, <laughs> what the queue time was, 10 minutes longer, but no big deal. Mm -hmm. So we took it easy by the water fountain near the Coffre de Capitan, which is the shop. When it was our time for a reservation, we headed through the attraction exit, which went against the grain a little bit for me, who's so used to exiting that way, to the cast member who's responsible for Magic All. There's a small waiting area right by the boat dock that I've never really paid attention to before. And after about five minutes, we were lined up and separated into rows. The gates stayed closed for the conventional queue while the exit gates opened and we were able to board our boat. The rest of the experience was virtually unchanged and the first timers were completely blown away by parts of the Caribbean, never having experienced anything like the massive dark ride before. And that's something I really wanted to mention. Something that I didn't realize would bring me so much joy was seeing the wonder and fascination in the eyes of those who had never experienced the attraction before. <laughs> My husband and I have ridden it so many times by now. Well, I would never say I got used to it. I would say rewriting Pirates is like, you know, greeting an old dear friend. Yeah. You know them well, but it's always nice to see them again. Mm -hmm. And you're likely to learn something new about them, even if it's just a small detail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you know the story, you know what yeah. you can expect. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, seeing their faces, being so impressed by the massive show building yeah. and all the animatronics, it hits so differently the first time. And the family members we were visiting with, they're in the 60 plus age group. So first time at a theme park, you know, their whole yeah. lives, they've never seen anything like this before. Um, Yeah, it was really satisfying to me. Yeah, but how <laughs> cool that, well, you did this for them, huh? And made sure that uh, they had this nice experience by arranging everything, taking them there. 
this well it should be a great memory for them oh i hope but, so uh, yeah, yeah really nice yeah. <laughs> speaking of details and secrets and things that you know you didn't know about before we have a lot of fun disney secrets and disney details episodes up on our patreon we've done four yep. of them so far yep. so uh, go check that out if you're <laughs> exactly. interested in learning more <laughs> about fun attraction details and um yeah who knows maybe in the future we'll do another one yeah oh yeah 5.0 yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so any last takeaways, Eric? Yeah, one last thing I wanted to mention is that there is a Magic All parking lot available. Oh. It's also known as the Winnie the Pooh parking ah. lot, and it's directly across from the Infinity parking lot. You do need a special access code, just like the Infinity parking lot, to park there. Mm-hmm. You can request the code at the parking gates. The Winnie lot is also the parking lot that has the electric chargers for um, electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. We got lucky and were able to charge there on our last trip, but it's really like winning the electric lottery to get one of the four spots. Yeah. <laughs> one thing that I found a little confusing is that the Infinity parking lot also has four dedicated magic all parking spots. Mm. So I don't know if these are for additional capacity or what, but they exist. (laughs) Wow. So if you're an Affinity Pass holder and would like uh, magic all parking, those are available to you as well, in addition to the Winnie the Pooh lot, which may end up being even closer if the Winnie the Pooh lot is full. Yeah. So... Overall, I'm pretty happy with the facility card and how we were able to experience Disneyland Paris with family members who would otherwise not be able to visit the resort. So really, Disneyland Paris is one of the best theme parks in Europe, especially in regards to accessibility. The Imagineers designed the park and attractions so as many people as possible could enjoy them. And yeah, I really appreciated that. And we had a great time. So I can give it two thumbs up (laughs) and i look forward to a more digital implementation in the future maybe yeah but i'm really happy to hear all this as i already knew that disneyland paris was doing pretty well on this level but yeah yeah happy to hear your personal experiences and hear that they actually did a great well really really great job uh here so uh, yeah 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 nice it's interesting because you see that queue outside of city hall and it's always been sort of a mm-hmm. oh my gosh those people line. how long yeah. have they got us but it really was super quick so 10 minutes okay it's not a big deal what was also kind of funny is that Another thing I never knew before was that there's an elevator for the Disneyland Paris Railroad. So it's on the far right-hand side of the train station when you're facing the castle. And it's this really Mm -hmm. rickety old elevator. But I mean, it works fine. And I'm sure it's like super safe and everything. (laughs) But it was fun to take. Yeah, I was never aware that it was there. But uh, indeed, yeah, you you need something to (laughs) get people up there if you can't walk the stairs. So yeah. Again, yeah, our party, they couldn't really walk upstairs. So the elevator was a lifesaver. And if you're using a wheelchair, Uh then the elevator is also a really great option. So yeah, super easy. There is still the transfer to the vehicle. In our case, our family members were able to walk just one or two steps, completely fine for them. Yeah. They just couldn't go up a long flight of stairs. So it was perfect for that. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, Niels, where can people find you? People can find me at Instagram, uh, at Capturing Disney Parks, or uh, visit my website, CapturingDisneyParks.com. Awesome. Be sure to follow Aramagique on Twitter, Instagram, and our website, Aramagique.net, for all the latest Disneyland Paris news and podcast updates. Please consider supporting the show on Patreon.com slash 
You get access to a completely new exclusive episode every month, and it really helps out a lot and keeps the show running. Yes. Before we go, <laughs> we did want to thank some of our patrons, and you can also get a shout out at the Sequoia tier. So thank you to Simon, Jen, JP, Jerry, and Tulips. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, guys. Thanks, y'all. Well, everyone, stay safe and have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.